0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Lizzie Jane and you're tuning in to another episode of the XO Podcast. This is our final episode from the live series that took place at Forbidden Kingdom Music Festival in Orlando, Florida. This was one of my favorite podcasts of the weekend. I had two extraordinary artists known as Virtual Riot and Barely Alive join me for my last podcast on site. It was such an honor to speak with such OGs, such legends to our dubstep scene and electronic music scene in general. They are both artists on Disciple. They have been working with Disciple for years and years, establishing one of the biggest base labels there are today that exists. And it was so nice just to get a chance to pick their brain on some things, see how they were doing, see how it was getting to the other side of COVID. And we're back, we're playing festivals. And it was just awesome to finally connect. Do not forget that there are exclusive ad free podcasts, sample packs, racks, DJ edits, dub plates, and more all found on my Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash ThisIsLizzyJane. I post stuff in there every week. We have a great community growing on the Patreon, the Discord, our Facebook groups. Just hit the links below to check them out and I hope to see you on there. This episode was brought to you by Rockstar Energy. Without further ado, this is Lizzy Jane and you're tuning in to the XO Podcast.
1: How are you
2: guys doing?
3: Great. Uh, just got off the stage feeling excited, lots of energy. Yes, yeah. main stage
1: at Forbidden Kingdom. Oh, yeah.
3: It's so good to, like, play these shows again. It feels a little surreal because it's been such a long time. But...
1: Absolutely. Is this your first festival back?
3: Yes. I think so, This is so, our yeah. first festival back, yeah. And
1: then you bought to be your b b which is just fire, you know? Lots of IDs to be tested tonight. Lots yeah. of music. It seemed like the crowd was pretty rowdy, you
2: know? Yeah, I mean they're all like bass fans out there, so oh, that's yeah. that's what they came for, just to be rowdy.
1: Yeah, to be rowdy. It's definitely yeah. a different vibe when you get just bass focused
2: festivals. Oh yeah. I feel like
1: it's like a mini Lost Lands almost to an extent. And have you all played you played Lost Lands first year, right? Yeah.
2: Have- yeah, oh. first year, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we played first year. Yeah. Yeah, we played back to back. So
1: what's the what's the difference between like this and like Lost Lands It's just bigger, larger scale? What would you say?
3: Um, there's a there's a little more dinosaurs in Lost Lands. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. Just a couple, yeah. I was so I was super scared by like the second stage with a huge dinosaur that's above you. I thought like if that thing's gonna like come down or something. Oh but God. no, everything's like amazing stage be holds the f- together. First
2: time in millions of years a dinosaur kills a human. It'll be great. I'm excited for this year. It should be like next level.
1: Something ah. I've noticed
2: coming out of like COVID
1: quarantine lockdown, whatever you want to refer to, yeah. is that Everything is going to be, like, next level, top notch. And for you guys who have been literally, like, touring DJs for, what, a decade now? Almost a yeah. decade. How has it felt to take a break
2: and come out? Uh Well, I was just saying, like, at getting off the stage, it feels honestly really weird because we've been sitting at home, like, doing various stuff, like writing music, uh, other projects, uh... You know, playing video games like everyone else is doing, and yeah. then you go from that to like
3: straight back into this, and it's like a sh- kind of a shock almost, but it's awesome. Yeah, it's been mad. It's like everyone's been working on stuff, but then there's also, I saw the, all these tweets that were like, oh, all these artists are gonna like release amazing quarantine albums, but then again, no like most of us are depressed (laughs) and just sitting at home not knowing what to do.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
3: Running out of money. Yes. And and that's what I feel like is a huge thing that I've been speaking
1: to artists over the weekend about is this lifestyle is very, um, you can get drawn to it and kind of like combine your project yeah, it was
3: giving. It was like giving this rhythm of there's shows on the weekend, and then during the week you're back home and you have to work, and then you have to get up to get your flight. And it was kind of enforcing this rhythm that you have to follow. And then as soon as that breaks away, it's like, what day of the week is it? What time of day is yeah, it? And it, it, suddenly, it's, you have to like take care of yourself.
2: Yeah, it, it blurs yeah. together. You gotta you gotta take your alone time, and it's it's good to have like a forced year of alone time for sure.
1: Yes, and I feel like there was like a lot of like personal. From a a certain standpoint, because you're going, 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 and what you said, we all had a schedule where it was A, B, C, repeat, 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 and then when you go, holy shit, A, B, and C don't exist anymore, what the fuck do I do? For a while, I was, like, sleeping, and then I would stay up all night, and then I would sleep all day, and and then (laughs) four months into it, when I was like, okay, this shit is going to be here for a while, then you have to almost create this, like, new routine. Yeah. And was it cool for you guys to finally have this moment where you got to, like, breathe?
2: Uh, yeah I mean I think a lot of people took up new hobbies um, so that was like a big thing that kind of saved me uh, so like I, I'm like roasting coffee um, I was like building uh, like acoustic panels I built like I, I bought like so many tools and started like woodworking just for okay. because like I had so much time and I would just like move from one thing to another and it's like oh I could do this I can do this it for the first really couple fun.
3: of for the first couple of months it was just like how to fill this void I'd be like <laughs> Building Legos, yeah. Uh, yeah. getting into 3D animation, uh, playing video games. Minecraft festival. Oh yeah, that was, oh. that was huge. That was really yeah, dope. Was How was fun. that?
1: Because you guys did a, a, a good like lot of them. The cycle did a few, right? Oh yeah, yeah it's we, been did, we did
2: three. We did three. Yeah, we did three. Uh, one of them um, was like before uh, COVID, okay. and then the second one was like we were planning it for for like later on in 2020. But then when the COVID happened, it was like, all right, everyone is home let's get everyone on board right now before anything like happens mm-hmm. and, every, and uh, so we, we like rushed on it and did one I think like a month or two after COVID happened yeah. and then that was everyone was so happy that like that stuff like that was happening so then we ended up doing another one later on and that was like even bigger and, it's such uh, like a yeah. broad
1: community that you guys would- so connected, and I look at, like the disciple, like Facebook group, and all of that shit. Tell me about. I would love to hear about the process of like how you fucking organize that because I I couldn't even imagine the back end of organizing. Like, is it an independent Wait, he knows, server?
3: He knows about this.
2: Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I, I can I can talk about that a little. So, um, I just basically asked, uh, my friends if they wanted to play a Minecraft festival, okay, and tried to get them to say yes or whatever. Um, and I have a bunch of uh friends who like do everything else basically so they they like build the world in minecraft um and they'll like code all these stuff for like product production and like lighting synchronizing all that and they put like hours and hours and hours of work into all that and i'm just there like all right here's the lineup here's the sets um and yeah there you go and they just like went nuts and worked so hard on it so shout out to the Minecraft uh, family and the Discord server and all that yeah
1: Yeah, because I, I was wondering if it was like all coding or if it was just a back but that's insane to just code everything from the ground
3: up yeah For well like yeah up. building I the mean, stages and yeah. like stuff around the stages Minecraft
2: makes some of it easier but also some of it even harder than if you like at some point we were like wait maybe we should just drop this and like invent a new video game just from doing festivals because then it would be faster <laughs> that'd
1: be pretty insane yeah i mean it's, it's just cool to see that you guys created an outlet when there were no shows for like the disciple family to come together because are you both from la i know you're
2: from la um i'm from massachusetts okay yeah cool.
3: i'm from but germany and from Germany. Originally, yes i yeah. know you're
1: from i listen I, to yeah. your podcast with mr bill i love i love oh, listening yeah. to his podcast and i heard all about like your come up and I thought that was was really 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 interesting how you kind of just put yourself out there in the laptop and your laptop breaking at your first show. Oh, uh, the, the,
2: the, the, the tower starts. the tower computer. Yes.
3: Uh, I first love show, that story. Tower yeah. Okay, tell it because now we've got. Yeah,
1: tell the, oh, yeah. the computer story. No,
3: the, the first show was in some tiny village in Germany where I didn't have a laptop, so I brought my tower computer, keyboard, mouse, uh, screen, and it just looked like it was a LAN party and I was about to play Counter Strike with my friends or something. Yes. And the guy after me was playing on vinyl, so it was like the absolute clash of two worlds and him just looking at me like, what, is, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. But um, yeah, good what times. Was that? Oh boy, I do not. maybe 10 years or something That's ago. That's
1: amazing. And then when you came to, what was the point in which like you came to the States and then what was the point that you connected with Disciple? Because I know you guys are like the OGs.
3: Like society. we connected o- through Disciple before I came to the States, like oh, yeah. six, seven years ago. Wow. Uh,
1: right.
3: In France, we like met yeah. for the first time. Yeah, it yeah. there
2: was, there was that show in Paris. Um, I had been, like, working with Disciple for, like, a few months, and they were just been, like, talking to you, and then we all kind of, like, convened. Like, there was, like, people from England, people from uh, the States, and then him from Germany. We all convened at this one big, like, the first Disciple show in Paris, and, like, that's where everyone met each other.
1: How was the scene out there?
2: Oh, I mean, France is insane. It's been yeah. it's been one of the best, like, con- countries for, like, bass music. That's of drum forever. bass. Yeah, As they well. love.
1: Oh. Yeah. they love
2: the heavy stuff and
1: i, and I know like yeah. in the Brownlow the German base we always wanted to come here but it exists so much more over there and you can actually have like a standhold where it's at and yeah. I, I love yeah. people like um like case and dr p and all of those guys who weren't able to make it over here this, this weekend and
2: oh like, my god that's yeah, so sad like all
1: of the visa problems and all of that shit i just can't imagine at any point so did you at any point decide that you were going to go back overseas
3: it was, um, so I was in university at the time when I moved here. Okay. So uh, there were like, we had to like gather um, information and reasons for me to come to the US because of like the visa process is kind of difficult and you have to like l- hand in letters of recommendation. And we had to collect like up to 50 bookings that were already lined up for me until to come here. And then it was just like compared to Europe, it was like uh, two or three shows every weekend here, where in Europe it would be two or three a month. So okay. then that was just kind of the most, the biggest incentive to stay here. And then I moved in, and, like, as soon as I moved here immediately with uh, him and Dubloads, yeah. oh, really?
1: which wow, was so a really fun time.
3: Roommates.
1: Yeah. And then that's how you guys <laughs> kind of connected after meeting through the Disciple family. And at that time, Disciple was really just getting started, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we were like the, the little guys in the dubstep world back well, then now is, is, is <laughs>
1: now now you're you're one of you know the top base labels and i, I feel like when i talk to so many up and they're like roundtable disciple mm-hmm. that's the goal and and you guys have built such like a tight-knit family between like you vandals the lemonade and and it's really cool to see something like that develop because i feel like when i look at a lot of the labels and sub labels in the industry they do not have the connection that have, you
2: know? yeah I, f- I i feel that i i like, family is definitely a big thing with Disciple. And I, yeah, I just feel lucky that like we got in with like the right people back then and we've been able to grow with them all over time. It's really
3: sick. Yeah. Also, everyone just living so close together in LA, being able to like meet up at all times and doing yeah. like all kinds of activities as a label yeah. that are like outside of music, just like a Christmas meetup. Uh-huh. Uh, going to like a mini golf course with everyone, yeah. just yeah, just like, this stupid stuff, it's but like with all everyone. Rob's ideas yeah. for like
2: activities. That's they, that that stuff goes a long way. But it I feel like us, that's
1: so important, you know, to yeah. have that like separation of like, hey, like we're either doing this makeup lab X Y Z, but after we're still going to hang out and go fucking mini pup putt golfing, or we're going to go to the movies <laughs> and all of that shit. Yeah. So with you living in Massachusetts, has it been kind of weird to not be in LA?
2: Oh, I mean, I I am from Massachusetts, but okay. I I moved to L.A. the same time uh, the British dudes did. So when oh, when Disciple okay. moved okay. from England to L.A., I moved along with them.
1: Okay. So there.
2: I have I haven't been I've been with them since, yeah, and that's been cool. I know
1: L.A. has been pretty shut down compared to Florida. Um, for for this this duration, is it nice yeah. to see it finally starting to open back up somewhat?
3: Or I is mean, just a mess? the traffic is just. It was nice during the quarantine. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. No it, one was going anywhere. Is that what it is? The, what's the w- high? 101. Uh,
1: 101. Uh, like but, the oh, and yeah, there.
3: everything back. To, in so. that case, everything absolutely back to normal. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, especially, so I moved from, um, like, mid-Hollywood where we all, like, lived together. I moved to downtown and then downtown just shut down completely and there was, like, no reason to leave the house. Everything being closed, it was just very depressing. So now that everything opens up again, it just, it feels better. That's
1: nice. And then do you guys have, like, studio spaces in your house or do you guys have places that you go to to work
3: on music? There's, like, a little studio space I have in my house and then there's a studio five minutes, like, a little, little drive away yeah i just have i just have the one
2: uh little space in like a a separate building from where we live and i've just built like a home studio in there
1: that's nice i feel like there's something with like removing yourself from your house to be able to especially in like lockdown because you could just go from day to day to day not getting anything done and just like staring at the wall
2: yeah exactly yeah
1: um are you guys just like stoked to be back to work i know you did some uh, like park and raves and drive-ins and stuff but I'm sure it's a little bit of a different energy yeah. than something like this
3: Park and raves yeah. Park and race were cool but um, it was uh, most of the time it was kind of difficult to like see the people because everyone yeah. was very far away and not very illuminated, so you couldn't even see what was going on. Maybe there was one person in the back yeah. with like an illuminated whip or something doing some yeah, flow think. dance or whatever, and you'd be like, okay, if they if they're moving, oh, this must be good. But uh, yeah. and it's five times worse for me because I'm basically wearing like shutter shades when I'm oh, performing. Yeah. I can't see anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was always but, wondering if they would like honk their like on the bass drops or, or just like weird kind of back.
3: I've, I've, I've heard most of the times people were like discouraged to honk their horns all the time because otherwise it would like interrupt the show. But if, yeah. if you are like, oh, like let me hear your horns or something. Oh, that is like yeah. It's like
1: a fan clacking. Yeah. Like the, one, two, three. Yeah, kinda, I
3: left think. indicator, right indicator, <laughs> left <laughs> indicator, right. Do <laughs> 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 donuts. No, just kidding. Oh and, and over lockdown, did you guys kind of
1: just take a breather or were you pursuing uh, like different
2: endeavor is working on new projects um what we, we mostly just uh kept the same thing going but um which we, we were focused a little more on other things other than releasing music like releasing sample packs which is like a huge kind of trend now i splice guess number
1: ones. Yeah, yeah all this is getting the splice
2: number ones and uh also we have a patreon which we've actually had for years Oh, um, really? okay. where, where we like uh, you can sign up and like we'll teach you stuff and give out presets and samples and project files from our back catalog and that's been really fun because we were able to just do that kind of like almost like a full time job because yes. we had all that time and that community is like really cool because it's all like people who are super passionate about producing music which is what we are like that's the whole reason why we do this is because we love like sitting down in front of a computer and making dubstep like that's why we're doing it so it's 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 cool to like uh, like interact with like the next generation of of those people so that's been cool and we're still gonna do that like forever absolutely i feel like patreon's been like a
1: saving grace to a lot of artists yeah i look at it kind of like a sophisticated OnlyFans. (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're able to just have those like tier-based subscriptions i have one too and like uh my boyfriend and i kind of modeled it off of kind of funny that's like a video game podcast and like Mm -hmm. it's it's so crazy how Yeah, and and that's where I think it's like super super sick and I, and I hope a lot of artists keep doing stuff uh, with yeah. the Patreon past now because I feel like we're at such a different point in time in this like industry where when you all started there were like no preset paths Exactly. And there was nothing and did you guys did you guys start on like Reason, Cubase like yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Reason for me and, Cubase for me uh, Cuba, yeah Cubase for him when exactly Cakewalk <laughs> before that even, yes. and then Dance for EJ before that GarageBand originally yeah yeah Yeah, it was really like a, a sound design race at the time, like an arms race to like make these crazy sounds. Um, and we were just like trying to find all the producers who were like doing the craziest sound design. Um, I think like guys like Skrillex were like a huge inspiration for a lot of people, and everyone was just like, okay, how do we make this crazy dubstep stuff? And everyone had their own way of doing it. And we were just kind of there at that kind of explosion of producers, and so is he, and he's you know, he been super
3: inspirational in terms of like the sound design stuff yeah. for us as well. The, and, yeah. the like main structure was just to like, oh, I like this sound that that guy made, and I'm trying to remake it, but then by not knowing exactly how they did it, you would find your own ways of making a sound, and then eventually that would develop into your own signature sound. Yes,
1: yeah. and I feel like that's like the beautiful thing that yeah. unfortunately doesn't happen now, like a lot nowadays and that's why I feel like you get uh, people just hopping on trends and then the trend goes away and and it's hard to find people who have that signature sound that they continue to like evolve and grow and continue
3: on doing something important I always feel like that is like that should be your main incentive is oh I like what maybe this person is doing but if i did it then i would do it that way yeah and then try and like put that way you're like your own way a little more through and then that develops your own sound it's it's totally fine to like borrow or even steal from other people
2: i think Um, because at the end of the day it's still like your creation and you're putting your own thing into it and if you think that your favorite artist hasn't like lifted an idea from their favorite artist and their and your favorite song by them like you're just you don't understand like what artists are like (laughs) i feel like every everyone does that to a certain extent um and then you know everyone has their moments of genuine like oh yeah this is completely like coming out of me Mm -hmm. uh and and it just
1: takes time i feel like to figure out just hours and and work put into the and whatever it's
2: yeah we're around. still figuring it all out yes ever i'll never will be settled on like yeah. this is it you know we're always always looking for the next thing
1: yeah and that's why i feel like you guys will always continue to innovate yourself because it's like so many careers have a shelf life and like you say like skrillex was like obviously one of your main inspirations it was a lot of people like when i listened to like the new track you just released with like yeah. and is there any, like, advice that you would give to someone like me or a beginner producer who's trying to kind of niche their way into this industry to continue to evolve as artist and not be scared to not put themselves in this
0: box? Yeah. Um,
2: you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's... It, just don't be scared and don't put yourself in a box. Like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard gonna, to put it yeah. any other way, but, like, I'd say don't, like... I mean, it, it, sometimes it helps to have like when you find a sound, you like stick to that and you just do that and like make that your identity, but at the same time you don't want to pigeonhole yourself because like that can really limit you art creatively like years down the road. Like I'd rather be known as someone who can do like a bunch of different things really well than like someone who can just kind of do one thing as like a gimmick and then yeah, and then once people get bored of that, they're bored of you. So like I don't know, try different tempos, different genres, um,
3: different styles, uh... Listen to all sorts of music and don't get caught up in a starting point. Thing. Can be like looking at what's currently trending and then like trying to make the opposite of it as like <laughs> yeah. a, as like a starting point because then it's like oh wow oh this, this is going to be small the new room thing? House, yeah, smaller room small house, room yeah. House. <laughs> and then once you have attention, then start being like, okay, this is actually me. These are all my songs. This is all the styles I want to do or whatever.
1: Absolutely, this I feel can like
3: can be a good starting point.
1: Yes, you just have to be uh, somewhat strict. Yeah. what makes you happy yeah. like at the end of the day
3: make music that you want to listen makes- to yourself that makes you happy like oh I'm I'm listening to all the CDM but I'm missing whatever and then you make that or you try to at least and then you get better and better at it and then that will be what makes you different from yeah. everything else yeah and
1: something I love that came out of quarantine and
3: The Dream Logic. Yes, Dream
1: Logic, yeah. That and and people like and even Disciple had that the afterlife compilations, which was so cool because we had just been seeing that kind of subgenre where like Chime, McCarvey, and Asora existed. And when we went into COVID when clubs weren't open and this kind of music wasn't being slammed in people's face, Mm -hmm. they were looking for like cohesive kind of records that were easy to listen to still in the genre.
3: Yeah, and And that you can listen to at home not at a rave yeah, yeah. that was like you. block party exactly.
2: block party three that was like the whole theme almost is like yeah like ace aura chime uh like skybreak um storyboard storyboard yeah yeah, storyboard. Uh, yeah everyone like um it just translates really well to like listening at home but there's also tunes out there that are like melodic and they just go off at, like, a festival like like this.
3: Yeah. And
2: so it's it's cool that that's something we'll take into shows going forward after COVID It's like, I feel like towards, right before COVID, everything was going towards, like, this really dark place where it's, like, oh, my God, we're just getting towards, like, distorted, like, aggressive heavy metal noises and, like, mo- mosh pits for an hour. And it's, like, I think that stuff's so cool, and it has its place. But, I don't know, it's just cool to see uh, something... Uh, evolve out of that. Well, I feel
1: like that's the evolution of the scene and it's a good place for it to be because it's more welcoming to people who don't necessarily listen to the <laughs> yeah. genre to yeah. begin with. As, you know, we come off from yeah. the sundust, but, you know, he's just flooring it, but it's but it's like there's a time and place for
2: everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, what, what, he, what he's doing is. is so cool. Isn't it yeah. amazing? Yeah. And, and that's... Yes, we have a bunch of music. We're actually working on a little music video right now, which is uh, exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Val has a lot of cool stuff <laughs> in the works as well.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I can't talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but there's a lot okay. of, let's go. Lots, no. of, lots of songs. Yes, well, I'm, I'm, I'm very
1: excited. And, and you guys have been working on other projects too, besides like just your own stuff, right? Yeah. You You worked on a few albums on the back end. Yeah. yeah,
3: I did, like, this uh, Justin Bieber song with Skrillex on, on his new album, the the first tune uh, called "So Mu- uh, Too Much. Yeah. And um, just, like, random stuff here and there. Uh, I've also been doing this, like, little poppy side project, Still Kids, that's, like, yes. just yeah. very, like, happy EDM influenced by, like, Owl City, Unicorn Kid, Marshmallow, Chainsmokers, just as, like, because I just eventually you get a little tired of only making heavy music or dubstep uh, Yeah every day so it was just like this kind of breakout thing yeah we we make we make a ton of like synth wave
2: um and a lot of it is like unreleased i don't know like (laughs) entirely uh if we're gonna do like a full synth wave project or anything but it's a big part of our all the new music that we're working on so that's we're really excited to kind of show that to people very soon
1: yes well I'm, i'm really excited and i assume that you guys have you know updates and
2: stuff we sure do that's
1: awesome <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like the cycle events are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and especially coming out of covid everyone just wants to go everywhere yeah i, I feel
3: like
1: it's gonna be like the biggest event soon since like the there's 20s. all this
3: built-up energy from yes. everyone <laughs> yes
1: well I, I look in the crowd and i'm just like i can't imagine coming from california and seeing this it's like almost real in in a sense to
2: it's see super weird yeah everyone
1: I was just like
2: okay is this going to be
1: the new normal we going to get back to the hallway and now we're here and we're back which is good
2: yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah no, absolutely. but I just wanted to thank you guys for coming on I know it was you guys yeah. played a killer set tonight thanks so for having thank us thank you guys for your time oh, yeah. um, you guys have influenced the scene greatly so you know we all greatly appreciate you guys and we're excited to see what's uh, next cool yep.
3: All right, thank you live. so much
1: yeah absolutely live
0: we got Barely Alive. We got Virtual Riot. See you
3: soon. Peace. Peace. Break your fucking neck, bitch! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the XO Podcast. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that are return listeners and viewers. It means the world to me. And do not forget to check out my Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash Jane. For a first opportunity to hear these podcasts ad-free, give us some input who you want to see on the podcast, ask questions, one-on-one lessons, group lessons, live streams, and so much more. This is Lizzie Jane, and I'll see you next week for another episode of the EXO Podcast.